Hello everyone, this is Ted with Jive Talking. We are broadcasting today from Jolly Roger Sailing Club, where pirates go to play. We're going to try to work that in here. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, today we are on the sunny shores of the Ottawa River. I can see the palm trees right now swaying. Uh, I saw a couple dolphins jumping. You have uh, a in vivid imagination. Yeah, that or the... They must have been big You're not carp. in Ohio. No. You're not in carp. Ohio. Yeah, yeah, well, that is true. No, it, actually, the river is starting to freeze over today. Uh, I don't know when we'll actually air this, but uh, probably going to be closer to the Mills race. But anyways, I'm going to start with... I'm going to ask all you guys kind of the same question. Is how many times have each of you participated in the Mills race? You can give me an approximate... Betty's four. Four times. I, I really don't have uh, I really don't have any idea. Uh, I have a hat that I have gotten a patch after every Mills race that we've raced. Okay. And I've got a hat that's full of patches and a, and a drawer full of other ones. So I would guess, what would you say, guess? I, 30, 40 times maybe? I don't 50? think that many. I'd say, well, Well, not 20, only 25. racing our boats, but sailing with Well, we with crewed somebody. with, yeah, you've done it more than I have. Um, so I, I don't know, lots of times. 25, 30 okay. times maybe. Yeah. Okay. I guess I should have started. I was, um, since I know these people, I didn't do the obvious thing as everybody here can't <laughs> see them. So I'm going to have everybody introduce themselves. Uh, so go ahead. We'll start with you, Judy. Okay, I'm Judy Owens. Uh, my husband and I have been members of Jolly Rogers since probably 1986 or 87. Um, been involved with the club pretty much, pretty um, quite a bit of a, of uh, involvement over those years. Yeah, we're joint members at North Cape in here for what maybe 10 years. We were. By the way, hello oh. everybody. I'm Bill Owens. Bill, we know you, Bill. Captain you're, Bill. You're, you're married to Judy, right? Yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. I'm Betty Mann Warren, and uh, my husband and I joined in uh, 1987. We had a uh, Cal 29-foot sailboat, okay. and we had that and sailed for 30 years with it. Now, you said you've been in the mills four times. Yes. And, Bill, you said over 20, 25 times. Yes. Now, how many times have you won it, Bill? Come on, brag. Twice. Brag. Twice. Ooh. Is that the time that there was two boats in the race? Or no, no. There's, <laughs> matter of fact, the first time uh, the first time we won it, uh, we cruising won by. Cruising class. Well, we just was sailed in cruising class. Mm -hmm. I've, I've raced it many, many times in our 25, and, and, and that we either dropped out or didn't. You know, just didn't weren't didn't place high enough to, but uh, the two cruising class years uh, we won it by corrected time. Uh, corrected time, I think, was like uh, thirty seconds, fifteen to thirty seconds corrected, and and then the next year I think it was maybe a minute and a half corrected. Why don't you you mention cruising class in anybody? You know, we probably have four people that maybe are listening today, but but for some, why don't you explain to us like what are the different classes? You know, how do they because they have different race links too, if I'm not mistaken, right? right. The well, they have a, a gym and main class and they have a perf class. The difference is perf is you can use spinnakers and and gym uh, and main is is you, is is that you know gym and main. Um, and there are normally so many boats that are 
that are racing for this. By the way, if you don't know what the Mills, the Mills is an overnight, I like to call it an overnight navigational race, basically, because the start, they start boats so anywhere from 6, 5.30 to 6 p.m. or something, and depending on their, depending on their course, or depending on their race course, it, they might go north, they might go east, they, you know, depending on what class they're in. But uh, there's, I can remember as many as 250 boats in in the, in the total in the mills. And I think so, a If lot. not more, a lot of boats. So they may have eight classes of jam boats, if there are that many, jib and main boats, if there are that many. And usually there'll be, uh, what do you want to call them, heats or something like that, but there'll be eight to 10, 12 boats maybe in that class or in that heat, and they will call it uh, jib and main B and jib or jib and main C and so on and so forth. Uh, and then they have a cruising class, which uh, generally, are not supposedly it's not supposed to be racers it's people that just want to get out and do that and and, and race the mills and so forth and, and maybe their boat is not as race competitive right i want to say it's more even like our boats were it was cruising boat and we just chose to race in the mills race so you could actually i know i know guys that i know guys that love to race and i tell you when, at the beginning of the year, you know, you're not, or when they race through, you're not, you're not allowed to take a thermos of cold water or a <laughs> a, a, a thir or, or a, a a freezer or a, not a cooler freezer, of ice. a cooler of ice on board because it weighs too much. <laughs> uh, you know, so the lighter the boat is, the faster it'll go. Well, when we put our boat in in the in the spring, you know, we would start getting it ready to sail and. And, you know, if slowly the water line would start disappearing as we got all the stuff on it. I used to kid my wife that, you know, all the stuff we've got on board. But, uh, you know, it was because it was things. And then when we sold, or when we got rid of that boat, when we sold it, uh, we took like two or three pickup truck loads of stuff off the boat, like frying pans and, and that we never used. And, and a so TV and a microwave. A TV and a microwave and all this other that's stuff we, we had on board. That's what we raced with. And yeah, that's what we raced with. So it added a little more weight to it. So we raced cruising class. And, but I did, we, we have a, attempted to, to race in the other classes. We just were never competitive. So what would you say the longest and the shortest time it took you to complete the mills uh i would guess maybe the the longest time is probably still open because we never finished <laughs> <laughs> i hope that i hope the boat's still not out there waiting for you then. well no i oh, okay. uh because we either we'd lose wind and and the crew revolted and wanted you know wanted to end the race or something like that so we we dropped out uh but I'm thinking probably between four and five hours on the short end. Okay, that's pretty fast to go across there. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not saying you're not right. I'm just saying that's pretty fast to go across there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I remember one funny story. Well, we don't like do. Are we ready for funny stories? Yeah, do whatever you want. Uh, I just wouldn't, was hoping I answered your question. Was I think probably four, four and a half. Well, what would you hours. say the longest then you completed it? 
oh, maybe starting at 6 or 7 o'clock on a Friday night and finishing maybe 11.30 or 12, 12.45, something like that, the next morning, Ooh, the that next is day, long. meaning at around lunchtime or yeah. something. Um, well, we crewed with somebody one time, not on, obviously not our boat, we crewed with somebody, and our start was like, what, 6, 7 o'clock Friday night, and when the sun came up the next morning, we were behind South Bass Island still trying to finish the race. So yeah. Frosty's is full by then. <laughs> hey, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we <clears throat> we sailed one one year with uh, a um, on a Catalina 27. Bob and Debbie Jones, yeah. I remember, and uh, there was another past Commodore on board who shall remain nameless, but uh, the poor guy was seasick all night, and I can remember on the leg going down from. Uh, going down to Cedar Point where we had to make the mark at Cedar Point Light and come back up to the bay to finish. Uh, we were just headed down to Cedar Point and the wind was back and so on. And of course the sun was just coming up uh, in the east and here coming out of the uh, out of the northeast were all the, uh, the, the big, faster uh, spinnaker boats that, that were coming out of, you know, had gone up to, uh, oh, I think, can't remember around around or what do you remember the what were the name of the uh Kelly's the hen, Island hen and chickens and way way out east and it's so Colchester on, Reef kind of Colchester yeah up, up around the Colchester Reef and so but you, you'd see these boats coming with with the sun coming up behind them and and the, it was just one of those memorable moments and uh uh all of a sudden the 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 sereneness, if that's a word, the sereneness of the moment was broken by this guy, you know, getting sick overboard again. And that was like six, seven o'clock in the morning. And uh, we finished that day about nine or 10 o'clock in the morning. And he walked off the boat and his wife was there to meet him and he left. <laughs> no. So, now, when I was looking online about the information about the mills, I saw that there's like a president's cup, a governor's cup. What what is all, what are all those different things? Do you know different courses? Oh, uh, and for the bigger boats, probably yeah. different classes of okay. boats and okay. so on and so forth. Yeah. Now, I know that this year, 2023, they said is the 99th uh, running of the mills. Now, I also read that it wasn't always held at night. Have you ever raced it during the day? No, never no. have. Never mind. Do you no, know Betty? No, don't know. Because they said at one time it was not a night race. Never, no, I, I don't. Not remember in our that. recollection. Yeah. Okay. Not mine either. No. So, so when you show up, okay, it's race time. I'm gonna get to your funny story in a second, and then we got to get Judy's got a nice uh, mill story too. When you show up for the race, okay. Um, now this is for people who've never been in a race, and I'm gonna include myself because when I go with Phil. Um, I stay up on the, uh, I'm the rail meat, and he just sends me food, and I don't really always know what's going on in the cockpit. But, so, do they hand you a set of coordinates? Like, they hand you a sheet, and then, I mean, how does how does that work? Well, when you, when you uh, register for the race, first of all, you're supposed to have your boat measured, so they know you're not trying to pull anything. For the ratings, yeah. right, right. And... Um, They'll check the rating, and then they will. You register for whatever class you fit into, and then they give you a set of race instructions, which, 
will tell you what what mark has to be taken to port what mark has to be taken to starboard and 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 so on and so forth and from that point on you can get from point a to point b any any way but you want they give you the law they give you what 31 degrees 50 minutes so i mean they I, do they give yeah, they you they give you the location you know they okay. give you the location of the now is that lit when you go to that marker oh no no not, not always depending what the marker was sometimes there'll be a blinking light on the marker sometimes not like niagara reef always had a had a uh, had a green can with right. a light flashing on the top of it well, that was a mark one night or the in, in the cruising class that night. We had to stay north of, of that mark. Okay. So one, one of the things Bill kind of alluded to is he talked about your boat rating and he talked about time. What they do is they can, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but based on your boat, they might add or subtract time to you. That way somebody maybe, like I have a 27-foot Catalina and I could race against somebody in a bigger boat but they would adjust my time accordingly. Is that correct? That's correct. And so yep. I know I know you have to get your sails measured or something, right? Isn't that, there's somebody that comes out and, and measures everything and then you're well, given a rating? Usually, usually you get a measured anywhere and PERF will sign off on that measurement if okay. it's a measure and then you can take that, okay. that certificate in. Okay, okay. So, so then they give you the coordinates now, are you allowed to navigate with, now I use Navionics, or does it have to be just be a compass, or what, what are the rules on that? I think, whatever, when years ago we used our GPS. Yeah, um, yeah okay, so you GPS can use it Before GPS, there was before Loran. Before GPS, there was Loran. You know, we used Loran for years, and then we went to a GPS, and, and uh, uh, you know, <laughs> there was a guy from our club, uh, his name is Bob Badman. He's passed away now, but this guy was born on the lake and just, just an amazing sailor. I mean, he could, but uh, you, you would, you know, the entire fleet would be going one way, and Bob would take off and go another way, and he'd be, you know, going off by himself. And the guy was won a lot. Remember Bob? Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. So yeah. He could make his Catalina twenty seven move. Yeah. <laughs> Now, the Mills has been, uh, I would say, what would you say one of the premier races on this side of the lake? One of the big races? Oh, I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I, a lot of your other boat, or a lot of your other clubs in Detroit, for instance, Ford will have a night race. And, uh, you know, some of the other races, or yacht clubs, or bigger clubs up around Detroit have some other races as okay. well. But, you know, as far as this, this end of the lake, I think, at least around in here, the Mills is probably got the tradition and got the history and and it's not just from our club that uh race that's a great in this. point yeah it, yeah it's oh, yeah. from we get, all lot from detroit cleveland and parts in between yeah right so then you got this mark is there a way they i mean they actually know if these people round these markers is it an honor system um usually when you finish you turn in a sheet saying what was the you know, what was the sail number of the boat ahead of you and the sail number and the boat behind you? A lot of times you might round a mark and not see any boats, not have any boats near you, but sometimes you're you're in two or three uh, or with two or three or four. And um, one year <coughs> we were sailing a boat that we later owned. We were sailing a Tycon 30 and... Uh, uh, I was on the helm. We came up and and 
we were really having trouble keeping the boat going. I mean, it was, but there was a, oh, was a 42 footer that, that was ahead of us. And, um, another big boat that even looked bigger than that behind us. And there were three of us that were coming. We were the, to the, to the uh, mark at the north end of the South Bass. Uh, and just all of a sudden we got the air. The air was coming from over the islands and we got far enough past the islands that the, you know, the air started to reach us because our 30 foot boat, the mast wasn't as high, we, you know, as the other two we were racing against. But this Tycon also drew, you know, just about six foot of water. It was a great boat, a great racing boat as well. And uh, we started to pick up ground on this guy and I was, I was able to get underneath him uh, meaning the mark is, say, here, he's here, and I'm below, and the wind's coming from this way. I was able to get underneath him. In other words, between him as we approached the mark, you know, there is a rule you could call for room at the mark, and if I have overlap on him, then he had to extend his, he had to extend his leg far enough out so I could get around the mark, you know, more or less ahead of him or underneath him. And uh, so I called for room at the mark, on, and we came on the weather, and this this boat just literally, you know, we kidded the we kidded the owner that night. It was just like a lady of the sea had picked up her skirt and ran away from these boats with bigger water lines, and and it was just amazing, you know, just one of those things that once you experience that, you'll want to race every damn mills from then on, you know. So so now when you go overnight. Does everyone try to stay up all night? Do you try to take a little nap? Do you like how, how does all that work? It depends when, upon the people in that's uh, working on the boat. Sometimes they have they'll say, "Okay, I'll take the first watch and take a nap," and then the next person will uh, take time at the helm. So uh, it depends upon the boat also and the people that's yeah. involved whether anybody takes a nap. Right. Some people choose to stay up all night. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, whatever works for your crew. Yeah. I can only remember one time, I think, that on any of the boats that I ever sailed that I took a nap. I remember it was, we lost air between uh, East Sister and and uh, coming down uh, coming down on Green Island, and so we lost the air. And so we had the spinnaker up, but it just didn't, didn't want to go anywhere. We just weren't getting any air, so I went. Uh, I went below and laid down, and his friend Nick Smith took over and, <laughs> and woke up. And we by morning we had drifted all the way over north of uh, north of I'd say uh, North Bass somewhere, which was still roughly on the ley line, you know, and it was still roughly in the direction we wanted to go. And all of a sudden, the movement of the boat and so forth kind of woke me up, and here we were whizzing along under spinnaker. And so, you know, luckily Nick knew what he was doing, and away we went. But uh, okay, you had a story. Go ahead, tell me the story you were going to tell me. Uh, I don't remember which, which story. story. All right, <laughs> how about you, Judy? You there? I was told there was a mill story you had to tell. The one I had to tell yes. must have been the one about the weather that. Oh. oh my goodness. We were in our 25-foot Catalina. We had two other um, people on board, two other um, guys on board, 
And when we started the race, there was no wind. I mean, the boats were practically fending off we each were, other. We were all sit, sitting along the, the railing with our feet out, holding the other boats off. Yeah, about, trying you know, to. Um, no steerage. No, no Yeah. So we we take the start, and we're headed. I think the course was around uh, Middle Sister and then back down towards South Bass. And um, so as we were headed towards Middle Sister, I think, the wind started building. Now, when we started, it's still light out, okay? So as the sun goes down, the wind is building and building and building. Good and strong again, breeze right had, out of the south. And we had, we, had our, we had a spinnaker up. Yeah, we did, yeah. And we were um, right in the thick of it with two Catalina 27s who both owed us time. Um, so we're watching the wind build and we're watching the wind build. And pretty soon, um, we, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the situation. Now, every time we flew a spinnaker, my mouth would get dry because spinnakers make me nervous. But anyway, so spinnakers um, sheets to the aft of the boat. So when you start getting these puffs of wind, it can tend to make the back of the boat feel like it's going from side to side. Because it's sheeted after the center, it's after gravity. The center gravity. center gravity. So, the or the, uh, keel. so when, so when um, that started happening, I'm getting a little nervous, and I'm saying, Bill, I think we need to take the spinnaker down. No, no, no. We're, he's going, no, we're fine, we're fine, because those boats owed us time. So technically, we were almost in first place at that point. So little time goes by, and the boats, he's got, he's got three of us sitting on the rail in the back, to hold the back of the boat down so it's still doing its number, going a little back and forth. I said, Bill, it's time to take the spinnaker down. No, 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 we're fine, we're fine. So a little more time goes by. And the third time, I will say that I threatened to cut it away with a knife if he didn't take it down. Ooh, because a little sassy. Well, I was because I was concerned. And Safety. we had a swing keel, 25, that did not have a lockdown bolt. If we got pulled over into a brooch, which is where the spinnaker's pulling the boat through the water and filling up the, the boat, basically, I didn't want 1,500 pounds of keel coming back up through the bottom of that boat. <laughs> I was a little nervous. So. And the other thing, the Catalina 25 was had an outboard rudder, which really was, was a lot of, probably the heaviest stress part of that boat was right on that rudder at the water line, you know, and and uh, yeah, she so, she was right. I should have taken so, it down. So well, but. anyway, we got the spinnaker down, and not five minutes after we got the spinnaker down, or less, or less, the two boats in front of us still had their spinnakers up. Both of them broached. One of them twice. One of them three times. Oh, up down, up down. You know, side to side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of them we talked to later. They had three feet of water in their cabin. Oh wow! Because of that. So. You know, and they were 27s with a fixed keel. He so, made up a lot of time then. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> technically, technically that night it just kept building and building, and it was crazy out there. And um, that's a, that's the thing. Like um, like I've said, Bill always told me, it's not if you're going to get caught, it's when. We didn't tech, we didn't finish that race that night. There were other things. I mean, our boat was fine. Our boat was sound. We really only got maybe a half a cup or so of water 
in the boat below, I mean, in the deck. But yeah, we we ended up Was not... that the night that the 14-foot waves were out there? Yes. Well, so as they, as they build, it turned in, you know, there were probably, and they, they always look bigger when you're there, but there were, I would say there were at least 12 and 14 foot waves rolling. And it was, it was a broad reach. It was coming from over our right stern quarter. And uh, we had a, a double reef in the main and even our jib was double reefed. My hands are sweating right now. 12 foot waves yeah anyways go ahead well if yeah and it was amazing because you see on these you see on these movies and stuff where these big you know how a wave will froth over and and roll and kind of well you see you, you look up and and you'd be in the and standing in the cockpit and look up and you'd see nothing but this big frothy wave rolling right into the cockpit and it did literally roll right in we were standing the cockpit was knee deep we were knee deep in water that night all all uh, we and we had a man overboard buoy or a, you know right on the you know to the side of the uh the stern rail and uh tony one of the guys that uh the guy that introduced judy and i as a matter of fact uh was was there and and uh he said he felt like he was standing in a bodet because the water <laughs> would just you know come right over him and f flow right out the bottom of into up the, one pant leg and out the other the other but <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 scuppers or the the drains in the in the cockpit were they were probably like this he had two of them in the cockpit drained right away so i mean that was not a problem but just all night and and the the thing in particular I remember, and you have a 27, so I do. you might, uh, and we were in a 25, okay? So, but <coughs> you, the wind was blowing so hard that the the sheet line on the windward side of the boat, or in other words, the side of the boat the wind was coming from, uh, we had a, you know, had a stopper knot in it, so it wouldn't go through the, the block. The block. And uh, that's the pulley, if anybody doesn't know, you know, that, well, at, at any rate, we got one gust one time that this this whole sheet line and everything, the stopper knot, just went right through the block, went around and wound itself around the, the, the pressure side of the, in other words, on the other side of the boat where the sheet was still, you know, connected to the boat. To the sail. To the sail. And, of course, we were heeled over. So I was knew we were coming down on uh south uh, bass uh, on south bass island and so forth and pretty soon we'd have to tack well we couldn't tack back the other way because the sheet line was wrapped around the so i remember laying across the top of the cabin laying down probably trying to up to my shoulders or knees anyway uh not knees shoulders trying to unwrap the sheet line around the untangle it and I remember looking down through the cabin windows through water, and there she was down below, laying down on the floor of the boat, you know. I could see her through the window, through the water, down on the bottom. So you know how far over we were. And uh, we finally got it straightened away and so forth and dropped out that night. But Well, uh, we decided to drop out with that wind because we'd have had to do a go to weather the whole backside of South Bass Island, and that was not going to happen in our with boat. 14-foot waves? Well, yeah. 
And, so we're not doing that. And the, the, the 24 <laughs> well, like we a, said, they look kind of bigger when you're out there in them, but they were they yeah, were huge. They were huge, at night. At night, there were huge <laughs> waves out yeah, there. Yeah, largest I've ever seen, and I've been on this lake since I would carry aboard a boat. And these are the largest. Largest waves I've ever seen. Anyway, you know, with that said, everybody everybody has sailing stories, but the fun, the real fun part is uh, obviously, and I'm going to tell this story about um, Bob that was on board with us that night. Um, he sailed a Catalina 25. He had a Catalina 25 that docked next to us on Jolly Roger docks. Anyway, he we couldn't pry him off the helm that night because that was where his comfort zone was, and he steered that boat like a champ. Um, we get into the dock, and of course we've got wet sails. We've got, um, and it didn't rain, but just all that yeah, the wave sure, action, the waves, and yeah. the, the lines were all wet. Stuff was everywhere, just, and so Bill said, "Let's put the boat away." And God bless Bob. He finally he he was sitting in the cockpit, and he said, "I need a Captain Morgan, and I need it now." So sometimes you just know. Right? Sometimes you gotta just relax. And so, Bill poured him a Captain Morgan, and he drank it down. And then Bill says, I "Okay, you gave well, him a beer cup that was probably half to three quarters full of rum, and just topped it off with just a tad of Coke." And so, he lur, 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 lur. <laughs> said, "I need another drink, and I need it now." He said, <laughs> "And God love him. He had two drinks." We put the boat away after he got now done. Now we can put the boat now away. Now we can put the boat away. Now, so, now, I heard rumor that when you get to the other end, there's a nice party. Is that is there the is. Mills party nice? Yeah. The next day and probably after in the afternoon. Yeah, they have a they yeah, have no. they sales have rewards. The award, the do the awards, and they have awards. A, yep, it's a nice party. I think they have that at Putin <clears throat> Bay Yacht Club now. Is that where it is? The awards. I know that's where they have the um, Bay Week one. I think, well, we haven't, I personally haven't sailed the mills in quite a while, but um, the party used to be in the park, you know, where the carousel is yes. and the crescent and all that. Yes. That it, Back in that area, back in there is okay. where they'd have, they'd have a tent up. Yeah, I'll have a big tent. And that's yeah. where everybody would gather. What would you, what would you um, say to a new person, they wanted to race the mills for the first time, what would be your advice? Sail with somebody that's raced it before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's the biggest mistake you see new sailors make? Uh, not, in the mills. In the mills. Not, not be prepared for what might happen. That's just what I was going to say. Make sure you're not making sure your boat or your equipment works or is 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 put together and it, and you've got you've thought it through. That's right. Like and I said, sail uh, life jackets for everyone. And at this point, usually the sailors that come with you, if the if they've sailed before, we all have our basically our own vest, life vest. Yes. Would you say that there's a person in this area who you would say would be the living Mills legend? Well, from our area here, there's plenty. I mean, John Griner is. I was going to say John Griner. Probably I've heard one that. guy that that. But John is not, by far, is not the only guy that... Jim Davis? Jim yeah, Davis Jim is another Davis. guy. He's a member yeah, of our club. Jim Davis. Okay. Uh, Jim Davis is probably... Matter of fact, um, Jim Jim Davis's boat won Boat of the Year, you know, several times. But, and, um, and he had a Cal 29. Bill Pryby, he's another one that is a Jolly Roger member and a North Cape member. 
I met Bill at the ILYA. Is it I always get the I always want to say ILYC, but I know it's AYC. But I met him there. He's he's a nice man. Yeah. Who else was like it? Matt Kern has sailed Matt a Kern, number of yeah. a, a lot of number. He's got a competitive boat. Um, there's a lot of Jolly Roger members here yeah. that have sailed the mills. Well, our own Commodore has sailed the mills yes. for a lot of years. Yes, yeah. yes. Phil, she's speaking of Phil Fry right now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Betty, tell us a tell us a uh, a mills story that you would have. We're gonna have we're gonna end on a bill a uh, mills story from Betty. Okay. Well, um, I sailed four times. Once was in Ed and my boat, the two of us was the year that uh, he was Commodore, 2003, and he felt like that uh, we should do this. So we always sailed, well, I say always, but maybe not. I don't know for sure if we sailed the jib and main or if we sailed the cruise. I probably think we probably sailed the cruise fleet. And um, I really don't have any bad stories about that. We. Started and we finished, and I don't know if we got first. It seems like we did, but I don't remember for sure because our boat was a very good competitive boat. The other three times I, that I was on, but my husband sailed with different people also. But uh, the three that I sailed with with Ed and was on Rick Huff's boat. And one time uh, when we started and then the wind died or some whatever. The first mark was up by uh, Monroe Channel, and we went around that, we don't know how many times, but when the sun arose, we were still there. <laughs> Just like going around in a circle, or you were well, lost, or what was the deal? Probably uh, no wind. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. And then another time, we made it that way, and we we're going on, and then our, our lights wouldn't work anymore. Ooh, that's um, not good. Rick had uh, a good boat, and I, I can't remember what kind what he had. But Mor anyways, Morgan? Yeah, Morgan. Yeah, Morgan something. Anyhow, he had a, um, everything on it to live, a refrigerator, and uh, he was had something in the crock pot cooking while he was... <laughs> And uh, my well, make it short. We ran out of juice, so we he did what he had to do to let him know that we were out of the race, and we then just sailed right straight on to um, and got into what, the got into Port um, Putin Bay, and uh, went robbed a dock that was out, so we because we they had no motor to um, maneuver, and then uh, Jim Davis. Uh, Rick got a hold of Jim Davis, and he, Jim Davis came over and lended us his battery so that we could get into a dock, and then uh, Rick got the uh, uh, his battery charged. And what, what did you have in the crock pot? I don't remember. Oh, oh man, I, I, I remember. <laughs> Probably a stew of some oh, sort. Yeah, I love it stew. Was, he, if you sailed with if you sailed with Rick Huff, there was always something going below, and usually he he. Take so much electricity running his crock pots and stuff that his batteries would run his batteries. Down. Anyway, also with his wife Pat. Yeah. Pat okay. And I okay. Still communicate with her, but okay. this year I had COVID and I didn't get sick. Yeah. I get um, Christmas cards wrote out 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're okay now. I know COVID affected, and I think of almost everybody in the club here at some, to some I remember degree. One, one thing, too, that I forgot to mention is the first year that we won the uh, – we won that cruising class, and we came back the second year, and there was a storm out there the second year, and, yeah. and another member of the club, uh, Bud Aussie, uh, came, had, had a four, 42 foot, 41, 39 foot, something big. I think that's 41. <laughs> yeah, big, came zooming, and he finally got the win, got the boat organized and so forth, and we were just about at, uh, at I don't know. I know where we were, but it's not important. But at any rate, here comes Bud up through the fleet just with his big bow weight coming because he was really covering ground. And then the storm came, and I don't know what happened on his boat, you know, and during the storm. But uh, so he had passed us, and we were in first. We had he had passed us, and we passed him back, you know, and and won the race. At, but the second year, usually. They will add if if you win back to back in that class, they'll add like ten percent to your ratings, so it makes it harder to win the second year. Well, the second year we'd won by Lynn, like I think fifteen seconds was the correct so. or something like that, and so we were getting ready to race at the third year, and I remember they had paid the uh, had had paid. I remember this really well because. Uh, the, I, I'm thinking at that point the the entering fee the fee to enter was like two hundred fifty dollars, and uh, or maybe it was like a hundred and twenty five. I don't know, but we I wasn't sure the third year if we were going to have the money or not, or if I wanted to spend the money. We had other things happening in our lives and so on, but I had the boat ready. We were the boat was going to be ready should we decide. Well, then I had to register late. And so it cost me $250, I think, is what the deal was to register late. And then, I don't know, a day or two before the race, I was on the boat just double-checking everything, and I bent down to check the ass stay, and my tendon or something in my back went. Oh. And I remember, do you remember that? I do remember and, that. And I could, I dropped to the deck and could hardly even move for about a half hour and then i finally you know staggered downstairs but so we never got to race at the third year but at any rate well i want to thank you guys for coming out and uh you guys said some pretty cool stories i hope everybody else listening can appreciate that so thanks well thank, thank you, you.